The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy. I'm Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. I'm joined by Darren Long, Vice President of Sales. The week that was, it's been an incredible week for the metals. We finally had a major breakout that we've been waiting for for some time. But it is something we've been uh, telling all of our listeners about for uh, years at this point. It's The Real Money Show. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Darren. Gold up this year so far, 24% in U.S. dollars, 27.5% for Canadian. Silver's up 27% U.S., it's up 30% in Canadian. Silver, what a breakout. We had the market move basically from $19 to as high as $23 inside of a week. Now, this is something that we've been waiting for for quite some time. We've been so busy that we haven't even had a time a chance to connect with one another. So tell me, how's it been for you? For me, watching this is just a reminder of exactly what we've been through over the last 16 years that I've been at the firm anyways. And it's something we've told people is going to happen. And sometimes people believe us, sometimes they don't, but they make their choices based on what they see. And in our case, having silver shoot up so quickly over the last week and a half is just a reminder that silver waits for nobody and that without fiscal anchors and in Canada in particular with the amount of fiscal stimulus and the amount of debt we're incurring and the changes we're seeing in the system there is no other place that I would rather have my hard-earned dollars be than in these protected arenas like gold and silver that offer insurance they offer safe haven status and long term right now jeremy they look fantastic both metals look as though they're going to move much much higher and gold i mean what a fantastic week it's hovering just below its all-time high in u.s dollars and it's exceeded or or gone way beyond that in every other major currency and it's a beautiful thing to see this because it's a long time waiting. Yeah, we've been telling people that it was at all-time highs in, in other currencies for for several years, actually, in, in fact. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm noticing you're mentioning the fiscal irresponsibility, Darren. And I've noticed that a lot of people who are looking to acquire physical gold and silver are saying the exact same thing. Now, they're not necessarily looking at the balance sheets on uh, the Fed or the Bank of Canada, but there's certainly, you know, you, you turn on the news at night and you can see how much money is just being handed out. Uh, so it's, it's an extraordinary times. And I think that there's a lot of people who are seeing what's happening and seeing the fiscal irresponsibility. And they're saying, how do I protect myself? Do I really want to have this much cash in the bank, not knowing what could happen around the corner? And so people are looking for insurance. And that's a big thing about precious metals. You mentioned insurance, Darren, because while a lot of people view precious metals as an investment, we don't. We see it as an asset that you hold that has zero counterparty risk. Most investments have some sort of risk in terms of the counterparty. And of course, if you look at it as insurance, then it's not an investment. So I'll ask you, Darren, is that is that something that you, you're saying to your clients as well, this idea that, yeah, there's investing out there. You can buy a stock. You can do mining stock, for instance. But when it comes to a precious metal, it's not an investment in that sense. Well, in fact, when we look at it, we look at it 
uh, from a global perspective of the mentality behind what people are are doing as far as ownership. And let's say three or four years ago, even back to 2008, Jeremy, there was a very similar um, parallel that was drawn between there and the 1970s, whereby it really became about speculation. And when you saw gold go from $35 an ounce in 1971 up to all the way to $850 an ounce in January of 1980, it was about speculating. Most people were trying to get their hands on some form of gold without the internet, without computers, and without all that technology, just to say they had it because it was rising so rapidly. And that happened in the major, the major move in the market in the last 90 days of the market. And the same can be said of silver. And in 2008 same thing prior to 2008 from our opening in 2002 right up to that point a lot of the buying was speculative it was oh yeah i'm gonna get in silver because you know what it might go to 50 dollars someday well now it did and we've talked about it from our perspective of ownership and wealth preservation and an insurance policy and people have different opinions about that they some are strong some are not as strong but i would say the same thing that i agree with you if you want to invest in day trade go play in a paper market that's your prerogative to do that if you want something that's going to protect your hard-earned dollars long term have something there for safety and use it to grow your wealth right now during these periods of time you get the best of all those things combined in one when you're taking physical gold and physical silver and especially right now when we're about to break all these amazing historical records gold is there on the doorstep silver's not going to be far behind we could be sitting here doing this show next year jeremy with the price of silver well over 50 dollars an ounce easily and i wouldn't even bat an eyelash Darren, I couldn't agree more. I think what we should go with next is talk about why are we seeing the breakout today or the, over the last couple of weeks? And also, where are the prices of gold and silver headed? The number, 18778Silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show, and you're listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show. I'm joined by Darren, Vice President of Sales. Just up prior to the break, Darren, we were talking about the fact that before 2008 and even in the 70s, people viewed gold and silver as something in terms of speculation. Hey, where could the price of gold go? How much money could I make? And in the wake of 2008, we saw a very big change in the market where people were now more looking at gold as a way of wealth preservation. They looked at the geopolitics. They looked at uh, inflation. They looked at how much money the Fed was printing, where the dollar was headed. And obviously, supply demand also part of that. You even talked about actually in the 70s, that you couldn't go online to buy this stuff, you know? And back in the 70s, China and Eastern Europe wasn't involved in the market either. So there's a lot more people involved in the market. But let's talk about the breakout, right? So we've seen this market change. We've seen people's attitudes towards the metals change. It seems in my estimation, when I look at the, the community of precious metals, that it's not so much about the price anymore. It's actually something bigger. It seems a little more existential in that respect. Let's Before we get to why we're seeing the breakout, are you noticing that as well? There's something seemingly more existential about this these days? 
Well, I think it's the fact that it's coming to the masses all at once. There is clearly a lack of, of really good, pure guidance as to what the future holds. Near, medium, short-term, long-term, the, the um, artificial amount of, of debt, piling on debt, piling on debt, the artificial um, amount of spending they're doing, all of this leads to an uncertain outcome. And in the past, we'd know we, or have some fixed concept, uh, and we'd have, um, we'd have anchors, financial and fiscal anchors that would be in place to guide us through. And, and one of the best ones was, of course, the gold standard. Yeah. That was the ultimate anchor of all because that prevented a government from uh, just terrorizing the value of your purchasing power and cutting it into half, which they've done, or more since that time. And ultimately, right now, I think people are looking to gold and silver no longer as that speculative thing. Uh, they are saying, okay, if I really want gold and silver, then I'm going to have the actual physical. And again, we're not, we're not touting the concept or talking about the idea of, of uh, gold bugs or planning for you know, running to the bunkers or things of that nature. But I will say this. There's more and more of it out there, Jeremy. There are more and more people that call our firm every month, every year, that talk about those scenarios. And whether we believe it or not is irrelevant uh, I would say quite, quite comfortably, we're not running to our bunkers anytime soon. Right. But ultimately, uh, the people calling, the mentality has changed dr drastically, and their future is uncertain. And when you look at uh, what the Canadian government has done in terms of their spending in the more recent terms, it's a very scary future that has a great deal of uncertainty. You can't hold on to the concept that stock markets will just keep rallying inevitably because money gets dumped into them. That's fair for some people, but for the average person who doesn't have that money, who doesn't go into the stock market every day, who doesn't play the punny stocks, or doesn't have the aptitude to understand that, they need something simple, concrete, tangible, that makes wealth, that preserves wealth, and that has long-term gain. And that's gold. It's silver. I mean, that's the ultimate way to store your wealth and the value of wealth. One eight seven seven eight silvers the number. The website guildhallwealth.com. And we do have physical product, by the way. We've we've had physical product. We've been able to service all of our clients over the last few weeks. Go to our e-store guildhallpreciousmetals.com. And in registered accounts, we're happy to announce that we did get silver back into the market recently. We've had gold in the market for quite some time. So. Um, Darren, it's interesting. You were just mentioning before the idea of gold bugs, and I think this plays into this idea of conspiracies becoming fact, right? Conspiracy becoming reality and also having to do with the breakout. You know, for years, this market was talking about the idea of the insiders in this market would talk about the fact that there is so much paper out there and not enough physical, and it's the paper market that's controlling the pricing. Now we saw that break in in March because all of a sudden people decided, oh, I've got a certificate or I have an ETF or I've got a gold-backed fund, but I really want the actual product in my hand. I need toilet paper and I want my gold. And turned out a lot of these people got turned away in big in a big way. We even talked about it on this show that there was a there was a major bank in Europe that shut down a gold fund. They said you can sell now or you can sell at the end of the month. But either way, you're selling this off because we're closing down this fund. And I have to wonder if the reason for that is because they had people deciding that they wanted to take delivery of the product. Now, with Guildhall, it's all physical. We have a motto. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. 
especially with registered accounts where the products is fully allocated to the client, fully segregated from all other holdings. They can go to the vault, personally audit, or they can even take it home. And I had a very large client during COVID take their physical product home. They paid their withholding tax and took delivery. But I want to get to this idea of conspiracy and the breakout because all of the community, all of those big insiders, they said, look, there is way too much paper. The market is being manipulated by paper. And lo and behold, when March came along, people wanted their physical. Ah, there wasn't enough. Darren, talk about some of the changes that occurred as of March. Physical market, demand for physical, premiums as a result. Hold the thought. Let's get into this. Let's give ourselves some room to really dig in on this. So in the next segment, we're going to talk about the conspiracy, the paper market, the premiums that you're seeing on the market, where is supply and demand at, how did it all come together to this major breakout that we're seeing right now. We want you to stay tuned. Sit where you are. This is going to be very exciting. And then we're also going to talk, Darren, about where the prices are headed. This is The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Darren, we're going to talk about the fact that we're seeing conspiracies become fact, that gold bugs don't necessarily have the tinfoil hats that people think we have. And while many people were crying foul on conspiracies of the market being manipulated turns out the banks it got cracked back in march can you tell us a little bit about what happened in march because that's going to lead us to where we are today well from the perspective of gold and silver it's fairly straight and easy line to follow i mean the timeline is such that it had to coincide with some trigger event trigger event happened to be the pandemic and that was uh, in 2008, uh, some talked about trigger events being the Strait of Hormuz, and there was before that there were things like Warren Buffett buying 30 million ounces and putting it into an uh, ETF, and you know all kinds of things that had gone on as trigger events. But the fundamentals were all in place, as we've always discussed them, and they always they're they're triggered events that occurred. the economy was deteriorating. The economy was already you know way past 12 high noon, and, and is into its fall phase, and it's cycling through that now, and. The only thing propping up is the debt. There is no real organic growth. I mean, certainly a good plan or advisor is going to tell you to stick with the stock market long term. Fine. As long as the government's willing to spend money and doesn't go bankrupt. And as long as you have an insurance policy yeah, against course, the market absolutely. falling. Well, that goes without saying. So that trigger event occurred, and it coincided with uh, an opportunity. And the people who were very astute in the world saw that as a way for them to get what they wanted, which was A, how do I get my hands on, on larger amounts? These are banks, institutions, large trading houses. How do I get my hands on larger volumes of gold, silver? Now, we've talked about it with our colleague, uh, Andrew McGuire, uh, over the years and read lots of what he's written about this. But leading up to this event, although we were having not too much trouble getting the product we needed for the most part, in the overseas markets, they were having a ton of trouble. They had already started having problems with logistics, problems with mine supply, problems with minting supplies, and it was already becoming a hassle to the point that any order in silver larger than 5,000 ounces was often delayed for weeks. 
if not even months. So we already knew that there were delays in the market That's for right. physical. We already knew that, yeah, you know, if someone wanted to buy a thousand ounces, probably not a problem. Get it right away. Larger clients come into the market who want to maybe put in a million dollars. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. We already had that before. In fact, I remember back in November, December, that we couldn't put 10 ounce bars into, into, RSPs because Rush. Rush. because the the mint had stopped producing them. So we already knew that we were at that point. But something broke. I mean, the market went down. They pushed the price of silver down to under twelve dollars. Gold went down. People were confused. Why is the market going down? You know, why would I buy gold if it's going down? Turns out that was a great opportunity Jeez. if you could get your hands on Absolutely. it. But back in in March, I think it was around the twenty third when they pushed the market down. That's what really cracked it because all of a sudden the price of silver is twelve dollars. But you can't buy it. Mm -hmm. Well, in fact, a couple of events occurred. One, in the paper markets, people became very aware that there was a shortage. They knew that if they called for delivery in the futures market where they play in paper, uh, that there would be an issue. And that's exactly what happened. Prior to that event occurring, uh, we had heard about what these things are called exchange for products, EFPs, uh, growing dramatically. And all that means is the markets in New York, the future markets in New York, where small deliveries happen, you know, maybe 2 or 3% of the total month's worth of futures trading, became all of a sudden 8%. And they scrambled to say, we don't have that product. We don't have it. We have to go overseas to get it. So in New York, they trade 100-ounce gold bars. In London, they trade 400-ounce gold bars. Mm -hmm. How do we combine the two? Well, that's only coming together now, but ultimately London said, yeah, we got lots of product. Don't worry. They don't. They don't. And they, and they didn't. No. But they had to calm the storm. And in order to keep the paper price in check, they had to say, yes, we'll fill it. No problem. Don't worry. Everything's good. Well, yeah. we have historically two of the largest standing months of delivery coming out of that pandemic announcement. So leading into April, May, June, gold market started to gain momentum. We saw it in pricing and everybody was calling in saying, well, gold's moving. What's happened with silver? Why, why isn't silver moving? Well, you got to remember, gold is the big market. Silver's the little brother. Well, it did know? move. Uh, I it mean, did. It did I move. think it, it bounced moved it up off pretty quick. Oh, yeah, of course. But I'm saying people were wondering why the ratio is still at 100 plus. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on, silver. Kick into gear. It should be closer to 60, 50, 40 to 1. Right. And ultimately, that wasn't happening. So as gold was moving along, people take for granted the fact that this is a long-term market, Jeremy. This is not about day trading or penny stocks lo and behold last year gold does 20 percent it rose to 19 percent this year it's at 24 percent now and silver's caught up and then surpassed uh gold's gains but since march silver's up over 50 percent the same thing happened in silver deliveries got called upon and in that papers mar in that paper market where predominantly only uh, the paper players play all the manipulation occurs that's ultimately what happened call for deliveries and those calls for delivery couldn't be met and some of that was timing some of it was the fact that it didn't exist a lot of it had to do with the pandemic slowing down the whole system because to get physical product there has to be production there has to be delivery refinery there has to be a metals dealer involved before it gets to the end user. And all of these stages had massive amounts of a decrease in terms of actual available product. So essentially what, what, what we're talking about here is it's, it's, sort of like, um, it's sort of like the way banking works. Look, there, there's, if everyone decided they wanted to take cash out of the bank, there's not enough cash. You gotta order it, right? You gotta, you gotta, as right? it is anyway, just at, for a small amount. So as long as as long as it can keep ticking along and there's trust in the system, then it's fine. But in this case, what happened is is the paper markets were happy to manipulate the market with what they call synthetic supply. Oh, there's lots and lots of silver. Well, actually, there's actually a thin veneer of physical, 
And when people decided they wanted to take delivery of that, that small veneer of physical, it really did break the market and people became aware of it. And that's really what's broken the chains here. And within a couple months, the price of silver has now moved up to a point where we're up over 27% in US dollars year to date with lots of room to run. So let's talk about we, we talked about sort of the, the, the gears that made this breakout possible, but let's talk about where this can go over the next three, four, five years. Um, what kind of prices we could be looking at? Is it too late? Oh, have I missed it if the price has only moved up 30% or 20% so far? Let's get into all of those things in the next segment. And let's also look at that ratio, Darren, and see how we're, how we're performing in that way. This is The Real Money Show. The website, guildhallwealth.com. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver Again, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. Call us. You can get the actual physical in your hand. You're listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The website, guildhallwealth.com. You can buy physical precious metals, gold, silver, platinum. You can do it in your RSP, registered account, TFSA. In fact, Darren, we've had a lot of clients calling this week, a lot of people looking to open up registered accounts for the first time, move move funds over from something that's not really working for them, whether it's in a lira, a pension, maybe they're in mutual funds, they're feeling, mm, I don't think this is the right time to be in this market right now. I think I need that insurance policy. In the last segment, we really broke down how the, how the market led to a breakout. We looked at the gears behind it, the paper market, and here we are, the market has broken out. And as a result of, of so much synthetic supply over the years, we've ended up with a market that's been severely undervalued. And this leads into where are the markets headed? If you can understand how undervalued they are, you can understand where they are headed. And the way we do that is through understanding the value of gold against other assets. So for example, you could look at the Dow gold ratio. You could look at how many ounces of, uh, of gold does it take to buy a property in Toronto. You could look at how many, uh, what, what is the ratio between gold's current price and the amount of debts out there, right? And then you could also even look at the ratio between gold and silver to find out is silver undervalued against gold. So we know historically the ratio for gold to silver, 16 to 1. That's 16 ounces of silver. We're being pulled out of the ground for every one ounce of gold. This is what Adam Hamilton based the bimetallic standard on. And, of course, we got as way out into 100-plus ratio uh, in the last months. We're currently at 84 to 1 on gold to silver. So it's come down rapidly. But we're only where we were, Darren, a few months ago. We were in that 80 to 1 ratio. Um, if someone comes to you and asks about where is the price headed, for me, I often go to these ratios. I say, you have to understand the value of it so you can understand what the value of it might be in the future and how to be able to recognize that value. When someone comes to you and says, where is the price headed? Do you pull out your, your crystal ball and, and pull out a price? What do, how do you deal with that question? I think you just apply common sense first off. You look at it from the perspective of what makes sense. Does it make sense? Again, we have colleagues in the industry that are well-respected that talk about gold going to $10,000 an ounce, some even higher. 
silver going to you know five thousand dollars an ounce and, and some even higher than that but i think for me what makes most sense is just to understand the role that gold and silver play is it more likely that over the next 60 months we cure our ailments in terms of debt uh, fiscal um, anchoring do we get back to some type of conservative approach i mean anything's it, possible it, it, it but is it possible highly, but i highly doubt that's going to happen right. i mean for the foreseeable future at least the next 36 months we're going to be in a ton of debt canada's going to experience new taxation we're going to have money taken from us in all kinds of unique new ways and for that reason i believe that we continue to see these types of alternative assets like gold and silver that have once been viewed as outside assets become much more mainstream and the norm where else can you go and find a tangible asset that is considered to be not only a store of value but an investment if you want to approach it that way and put it into your portfolio have it hold on to it whether it's in a registered account or whether you take it home whether you just store it and have that juxtaposed against your portfolio which you can still maintain and if you're convinced that the government's going to continue to print and the stock market's going to continue to, to rise don't fight it we're not suggesting to you that that we know the best or that anyone else knows the best our personal feeling is that sometimes this all is going to break and when it does the ultimate outcome is going to be very painful very abrupt and nobody's going to care about you the individual they just won't so, I mean, ultimately, gold and silver, for me, in that sense, stay true to themselves. I think that what we saw leading up to 2011 was that in good years, you could expect each metal to progress um, in the 30% range. Uh, in, in bad years, 10%. And if that's a bad year in my books, I don't know, you know, like that's the best bad year I'd ever, I've ever had. And ultimately, I think if you look at that and apply that to chart. That means that over the next 36 months, gold's going to start just kind of going towards that 3,000 mark and silver towards that 50 to 100 mark, somewhere in that range. And I think that's what I'm comfortable saying. It's not a, it's not a, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. Like you said, we just don't believe in that. But I think ultimately what the world is facing right now is so much uncertainty that nobody knows where it's heading. I'm like years past, decades past, uh, financial situations in the past, they can't fix it. They've used every tool. Right. They've tried every single thing they can. Yep. And now they've just thrown caution to win and said, okay, well, we know one thing benefits us for sure. That's more debt. So yep. if we have more debt in the world, the banks get richer, the 1% get richer, all the people that don't have debt that know that debt is a bad thing, they all get richer because they work on the premise that they own things. Yeah, I think I think it's sort of like the the chess game's up, and now it's a question of if yeah. the board's going to be flipped over, and it you know what kind of chaos we could be thrown into. And, do you want to be the last and, to find out? Or and, do you want to? You know, that's one right of the now? things we talked about with Steve San Angelo. This idea that some people throw their faith into technology, they throw their faith into into cryptocurrencies. We view gold as the bridge. We're, it's not about the future necessarily. It's about the fact that in a world of uncertainty, the idea that you know, gold you could pull out of the ground from thousands of years. It has not eroded. It's exactly as it was. You can only add to the whole gold supply by 2% a year, which is why the Fed sticks its inflation rate at 2%. They're trying to mimic gold. And that's that's not my – I didn't say that. Greenspan said that right. when he was interviewed by by um, uh, Ron Paul. So, you know, that's that's what we're looking at with the metals, this idea that it's, it's a, a, a place for safety. And ultimately, we look at the, the ratios to understand value. Back in 1980, the, the debt in the U.S. was $1 trillion. That was $850 an ounce to $1 trillion. And if you were to do that math today, 
based on 26 trillion and counting in the U.S. It's 26 it, times higher. It, it's 26 times higher than that. And uh, the fact is, is there is enough gold out there. You just need the price to to change much higher to to suit everybody being able to get their hands on it. Let's keep on with this. Let's let's keep on with why gold could be moving much, much higher, how to understand the value of it, and why we're so excited by this breakout and why we know we're far, far from this being over. The number 18778Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Get physical gold in your portfolio through your RSP, TFSA. Acquire it direct from Guildhall either through our e-store at guildhallpreciousmetals.com or contact us directly. You can speak to Darren. You can speak to me, one of our other Guildhall associates, and you can take it home directly with you or even store it in an IROC-approved vault. Again, this is The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and you're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the website guildhallwealth.com. If you're looking to buy physical precious metals, you can even visit us at guildhallpreciousmetals.com. And the phone number is one eight seven seven eight silver We've been talking about some of the reasons for the breakout that you're seeing in precious metals, whether it's technically behind the scenes or geopolitically and all the debts that are happening and the and the insecurity that's happening right now in markets. And we've also talked a little bit about where the markets are headed in terms of understanding value, understanding the limited supply in the market. And one thing we haven't touched upon, and uh, we're joined here now by President Paul Wiseman, is the premiums that we're seeing in the market. Now, Paul, I'll, I'll put this to you because you know, when the price of silver was trading at $17 and we were seeing, you know, $5 premiums over spot price for silver, for instance, it, it wasn't too, too surprising. Now the price of silver is trading around $23 US and we're still seeing about $4 premiums. Do you think we're well, going to see the premiums come down at some point? Or when someone asks you about a premium, how do you, what do you say to them so that they're, they're, they're not so concerned about those premiums at this point and more concerned about acquiring the product. Well, people have to understand there's two prices for silver. There's a spot price, which is a paper price, and then there's the bid and the ask price on physical product. Physical product has to come from a mine. The mine has to get the, all the rocks and the gravel and transport it in big trucks to then get it separated to take all the impurities out. It has to go to a refinery. The refinery then takes that product and makes it into bars, some type of bar where, or, or, or rounds that they can then sell that product or ship that product to a mint, whether it's the Royal Mint, the U.S. Mint. So, so just, to, just mint. To, to interrupt for just one second. We're only at the mine taking it out right now. Yeah. So the mine has, has pulled it out. They've refined it a little bit, whatever, put it into rounds, and now they're shipping it to somewhere like Royal Canadian Mint or Asahi. Yeah, the refinery who separated it took all the impurities out uh, to get it to four nines of gold and three nines of you know silver. has to go to, the, to that mint. The mint is going to make product. Now, the mint has got expenses. They've got a big building. They've got staff. They've got to insure it. They've got to insure it. Um, they've got to make it. They've got to pay for the dyes. They've got a whole load of advertising. So we've got now the physical product that has to be sold. We 
don't participate in selling uh, coins with polar bears on and uh, beavers. That's not our business. We're in the bullion business. Uh, the people that collect coins, uh, we can buy directly from the mint as much coins as we want, but we don't sell enough of them where we sell bullion. We sell millions and millions of dollars worth of product. Right. So just to understand the distinction between the two, bullion is the closest... Uh, most economical way to acquire physical gold and silver closest to the spot price, that paper unfabricated price. And then you're talking about the idea of coins and numismatics that may have additional value for their rarity or may have additional value for the stories. Correct. But as but a result of those, you're paying a lot more for that. Yeah, so that's like baseball cards and as stamps. As an investor, you're not looking for a polar bear. You're looking for the best price that you can get on a 100-ounce bar of silver or a 10-ounce bar of silver or a kilo of gold, 10-ounce bar of gold, 1-ounce bar of gold, whatever it is. Now, you've got the product that's coming from the mint. The mint will only sell bullion to a wholesaler, and there's only probably four or five major wholesalers throughout North America. And the reason they do that, they don't want to be dealing uh, with people challenge putting up prices doing all types of different things they want to be able to control the prices that are being sold that are close as possible to that spot price so now you've got the product that's got to get shipped to wholesalers who then have to who are the distributors who then have to sell it to whether it's first tier or second tier sellers who then sell it to dealers there's so many people handing that product and even for us we have an office, we have a receptionist that answers the phone, we have brokers that help you, we have rent, we have to insure all of our product. There's a cost being added to that spot price. A physical product is always more, but you need physical product. If you can't touch it, you don't own it. You know, if you're talking about certificates or you're talking about ETFs or you're talking about uh, stocks, you don't own it. it. You don't know what's going on in a, in a public traded company. Right. So the idea here is that if you want to do gold, silver investing, quote unquote, where you're trusting some other party, right? There's a counterparty there. If you're buying a certificate, the counterparty is a bank. Okay, we trust them. But it's not your physical product until you've asked for it. Fund, same thing. Uh, ETF, same thing. Like they're seeing so many people buying into the ETF right now, and you got to be asking, where is that product coming from? Where is that physical? Whereas, when you buy actual physical gold and silver, it's not as much as an investing because there's no risk in that sense. You know, if you put cash and gold under under the bed, even the cash can be printed away, right? There's a counterparty there, the the Bank of Canada, the government. They can print money and, and lower the value oh, of the dollar. Whereas with the gold, now. with the gold under the bed, that's it, right? So if you put gold in, if you put gold in a coffee can at $35 an ounce a hundred years ago, and uh, or $25 an ounce a hundred years ago, and $25, what is the $25 bill yeah, buy? What is the $25 buy you? But the, the gold cents. right now in Canadian dollars is worth $2,800 an ounce. Let's keep on with this, Paul, because you you've You've explained why there is a premium on the product, but now let's talk about why those premiums right now run so high because those premiums used to be uh, much lower. So let's talk about that in the next segment. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com, or you can even go to our e-store guildhallpreciousmetals.com to acquire some physical precious metals for insurance policy against your the confiscation of wealth Absolutely. through inflation, through taxes, printing um, of money, an insurance policy against your, your stock market portfolio or even the real estate market. Paul, in the last segment, we were t- you explained in quite detail how the why there is a premium on the market because you're actually acquiring a physical product that's had to be refined, had to be packaged, had to be sent, shipped, etc., sent to a retailer. Now what we're seeing in the market though, however, are are premiums that are much higher than they used to be. Is that something that's here to stay or do you think that potentially those premiums could come down? In other words, if I'm a new buyer of precious metals, do I want to wait until those premiums fall? I it's not a question of whether they're going to fall. Uh, the paper price, people are jumping in. They're seeing headlines now. Um, you know, they're not. It's very tough to find yield in the stock market. You're not getting any interest at the bank. You know, you get more interest taking bottles back to Max Milk than you can get at the bank. So, it doesn't make sense to hold. You know, like people are getting terrified of the stock market right now because it's got to a stage where the prices are really outrageous. I don't know how many shares you own of Amazon at $3,000 or Apple. I mean, it's the hedge funds that are buying these stocks. The average person is getting left out. So let's look at the people that get left out. Let's, how do we protect ourselves? Buy a hard asset like gold and silver. How do you buy it? You can buy it through our e-store. That's physical product. You can pick it up, have it delivered. You can buy the product, have it stored in our depository, which is segregated, allocated to you. We even do financing of physical product where you buy a 100-ounce bar of silver. You're getting a 100-ounce bar of silver, and you can finance up to 80%, whether it's gold or silver. And that's a wonderful way to buy product when the market is moving up. The other product that you want to be looking at, if you do not own a TFSA, this is the time to put gold and silver into that TFSA. That's a tax-free savings account. You know, we've seen a $5 move in silver uh, basically over the last couple of weeks. Since March the 23rd, silver's gone from, it got beat down a little bit from $11.60 to $23. We've doubled in, in less than three months or three months. Gold is up. You know, 25%, we just reached $1,900. It's a buying opportunity that you really need to get into. You have insurance for your home, insurance for your car, life insurance. Why not insure your capital, insure your investments, have a little bit of gold and silver, physical, not paper, not stocks, not ETFs, not futures, not options on futures, something that you can touch. You know, gold is for your golden years. Salenti always says that, and I believe that too. Buy some gold and silver. We will hold your hand through the whole process. Now, when we're talking about the premiums, why is premium on physical product more than the spot price? Will it ever come back to normal? Yeah, when we start getting up to $40, $45 silver, and the same thing probably, you know, $3,000 gold, the premiums are going to come down. Right now, everybody is buying, trying to get their hands on physical product. The the actual mints are not producing. There's not enough. Somebody has been grabbing 
all the gold and silver out of the market, especially silver. And that's probably because there's some defaults out there. And all customers where they've been buying futures and options, they want to take delivery. And guess what? Where they're trying to get delivery from, it's not there. I had a client in this morning has got certificates with a couple of different banks. And they said, oh, I can go in and they're going to give me the physical product. Wrong. Yeah, I just had a, I just had a, a client of ours. He's new to the market, so he's still doing research. And he said, oh, you know, this company is charging 400 It was a large order. It was over 40000 He said, oh, this company is charging $400 less. Okay, let's go. I know the company. I said, let's go online. Let's go look. Oh, you, they're, not, they're not delivering it for at least 15 days. At least. You don't know if they might not deliver for three months. Is it worth $400 for you to actually get your product right now? Or do you want to try to save $400 and take your chances and wait, right? And I also encourage people to look at the reviews, do your due diligence, make sure you're working with a company that is reputable, that has good reviews. Guildhall does. We've been in business since 2002 and on the radio since 2008. What do you say to people who have those type of questions, Darren? Well, I think you have to look at it from a pragmatic perspective. You have to balance the due diligence with common sense. And ultimately, do you want the cheapest product available out on the market? Some people do. And maybe not every time they're going to come to Guildhall to get that. But ultimately, if you want delivery now, if you want common sense support, which is with you every step of the way, helping you open your accounts, helping you make purchase decisions, selling decisions, helping you with storage, taking you to the vault, you know, that type of high-level treatment for the difference in price, which is quite often even less important to most people. I just people. have to interject you there. There's three things, Darren, that I always say. There's price, service, and delivery. To get all three, you're not going to get it at the lowest possible price. You know, the people are always saying, oh, I can get this for this price. And then I say to them, well, call up and see if you can get delivery today. I had a client the day before yesterday, bought 150 100 ounce bars. We delivered it the next day. Was he ecstatic or not, Darren? Of course he was ecstatic. He was absolutely super pleased. And that's the kind of service that you get at Guildhall. I mean, that's what we've become synonymous with across the country and globally now. And that's why our dealers and the people we work with and the companies that support us through this, that's why they all love and talk about Guildhall being that great uh, provider of the service. And, and the other thing is we don't put up on our website product that we don't have. If we've sold out of something, I tell my people, take it down. You know, so if we've got 100-ounce bars, Royal Canadian Mint, that's what we've got, great. If we don't have that, we've got PAMP, that's what we do. We only keep product up, we've got. If we don't have it, it's gone. Well, gentlemen, I sense the passion here. I'm very excited to talk with you again next week because it's been a week since we've really gotten a chance to sit down because we've been so busy. So hopefully we can get a chance to, to say hello and, 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 you know, just have a quick chat over the next week. But... Let's do it again next week. You've been listening to The Real Money Show, the website, guildhallwealth.com, or try guildhallpreciousmetals.com to acquire some physical precious metals. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver and we can't wait to talk to you again next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.